There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Living life as a gringo Where you question where you fit in every time you mingle They say you do this with not enough that My rapping is really bad <laughs> This life as a gringo Yes, hello and welcome to another episode of Life as a Gringo I am Dramos, of course Man, Financial Literacy Month is over So we are back to your normally scheduled programming here on the show and it usually ends up being like shit that I'm kind of pondering throughout my life, things that I think are beneficial for our community, uh, helpful information that I've learned or that I've been researching. And today's show is something that I've been kind of man, journaling about over these last couple of weeks, trying to identify for myself. And that is the the idea of identity, right? Finding one's identity or not allowing yourself to be defined by certain things, or not um, taking certain things like your job and making that your identity. Like These are all things I've begun to explore. And, and also, I guess, at the, the core of it is really trying to figure out who am I? You know, what do I want out of life? What, what do I stand for in this life? You know, what genuinely makes me happy? What do I genuinely want to invest my time and effort in? You know, what do I want to be great at? And these are all things that I've been kind of wrestling with over the last couple of weeks. And I'll be, be real with y'all. You know, I've been kind of struggling a bit, you know, uh, for the last few weeks or so um, with this topic and, and also with, you know, the idea of fulfillment and I guess overall consistent happiness. You know, um, I don't want to ever be on this show and pretend like I have it all figured out or that I'm above the sort of inevitable when it comes to the human experience that there are going to be times where you feel incredible, where you feel fulfilled, where you feel happy, where you feel like you have it all figured out. And then there are going to be other times where you feel like life kind of punched you in the mouth a little bit and you have to stop and regroup or, you know, you kind of um, have been gotten away from the things that actually are making you happy, you know, or just times where you don't feel like yourself. All of that is inevitable. No matter how much work you do on yourself, 
you are human, you are bound to fall or, or find yourself, I should say, in you know, one of those patterns where maybe you're feeling a bit depressed for a little bit or a bit anxious about certain things, you know. And I think for me, I've had a few things kind of not go according to plan. And it's just made me question a lot about myself, you know, a lot about my, man, I guess uh, my, my talent, you know, a lot about my worthiness, you know, um, and, and what I'm allowing to define my worthiness, you know. Uh, and, and I think this realization that, I'm allowing certain outside forces, um, outside situations to to define whether or not I feel worthy or I feel good enough. You know, especially working in the field that I do, you know, it's it's basically people giving you a yes or no. And and it's easy to kind of fall into this trap of wanting to get those yeses, you know, wanting to impress people and wanting people to recognize your talent. And it's hard you know, when you are the brand, when you are the product and somebody says, no, it's hard not to take that personally. Or when they don't see you having the same value as you, you know, have for yourself, it's hard at times to not take that, that personally and to allow it to affect you. Because again, you are the product, right? It's different when you're, I don't know, a salesperson, like selling some random thing that you really didn't have much to do with the creation of it. But it's different when you're trying to sell yourself and somebody is telling you to your face, you know, I don't think you're worthy of this. I don't think you're good enough for this, you know, whatever the case might be in your particular scenario. And I think this has kind of made me want to go inside and investigate, you know, OK, I'm allowing certain things to kind of make my identity for me. Right. I'm allowing my job, my career, my my interest to make my identity. And when those things don't go according to plan or I'm having you know, a, a just bad uh, moment in time where it feels like I can't make anything happen that I want to, it then, you know, makes me feel like I'm not, you know, good enough again. And I, not to sound redundant, but that's the problem when you make outside things your identity. So I've been kind of trying to like deconstruct this, you know, and and figure out a healthy way to kind of view myself that protects me from being as susceptible to taking certain things personally uh, and, and to not allow certain things to affect my overall mental health, my overall well-being, um, just because they're not working out in the way that I plan them out to be. So that's kind of what we're going to be going with today on today's show, this idea of identity and what we allow to create our identity and, and how that may affect our, our happiness overall. Now, no ask a gringo on today's show. I couldn't really think of an appropriate question that would make sense in a, a quick little Instagram uh, commentary, but of course we'll have our me hint then. I'll kind of give you a bit more of a, uh, a inner look at, at my own story and and kind of what I've been going through and and what I've been kind of trying to work out in my own head as I've been journaling, like I mentioned uh, when I first started the show. Uh, but first, man, let's do a deep dive into this idea of identity and really just kind of define it all, laid out, and give you a couple. You know, I guess kind of case studies um, outside of just myself that will, I think, allow people to begin to wrap their brain around the idea of identity and how to define that in a healthy way for yourself. And we'll get into that deep dive in a segment we call for the people in the back. Say a lot for the people in the back. All right, so I was pulling up a few different articles to, to get this topic going. 
Um, the one that I'm referencing right now is from psychologytoday.com. And, and first and foremost, let's just kind of put forth the definition of identity. And, and they say it as, quote, identity encompasses the values people hold, which dictate the choices they make. And identity contains multiple roles, such as a mother, teacher, and U.S. citizen. And each role holds meaning and expectations that are internalized into one's identity. Identity continues to evolve over the course of an individual's life. And, and a lot of interesting things here. I think, first and foremost, it's a differentiation between your identity and then the roles that end up being a part of your identity. Because I think it's oftentimes to be like, uh, you know, okay, I'm a media personality and I would often view that as my identity. And that's not my identity. It is something that plays a role in my identity, but it's not my complete identity, right? So I, I make that differentiation because I think it's easy when you sort of let, we're using career as an example, allow that to be the thing that leads your identity of who you are. When things are not going particularly good in that thing, you've now given it so much power that it means that you are not good, right? Rather than it just being an aspect of yourself, a smaller lesson version, you know? Um, and it allows, you know, maybe when things aren't going great in your career, you're mad at your boss, whatever the case may be, you're, you're giving it far too much power over yourself because you're, you're giving it far more importance than it actually should hold. It is one of many roles in your identity, but it's not the defining factor in your identity. And that's why I think A is, is a f amazing way to kind of start first and foremost, defining this idea of identity and breaking it down in what I feel like is a, a healthier way to view it. Now, the second thing that they talk about is uh, how is identity formed? And they say, quote, identity formation involves three key tasks, discovering and developing one's potential, choosing one's purpose in life, and finding opportunities to exercise that potential and purpose. Identity is also influenced by parents and peers during childhood and experimentation in adolescence. And, and this is what's so interesting about identity. Like, it's incredibly fucking complicated. Like, Think about how much it's spanning, you know, from what I what I just told you over here. You know, it's based upon the experiences you've had growing up. It's also what you feel like is your life's purpose. You know, all of the above that that kind of goes into it, being able to recognize your own potential. And then within that, there are roles that you play both personal and career wise. Right. It's an incredibly difficult one to kind of navigate when it comes to your your identity and really getting to the to the core of it, you know. But I think back to what I was talking about, you know, understanding the weight you should place on certain things, you know, career is kind of the easier one we can talk about when it comes to understanding it as a role, but not your identity, right? Like when you introduce yourself to somebody or you have your bio, whatever it is, like, you know, leading with like, I do this for a living is once again, giving far too much weight to your career as your identity. And when things are not going well in that particular part, you're going to feel like your entire identity is in a crisis. And we've all heard like this idea of identity crisis, right? And it's funny because when we identify who we are oftentimes to people, this is what I do type of thing. We're not usually thinking about what is our, our life's purpose, right? That's not even the main thing. It's kind of just like, oh, this is what I do. So therefore, this is my identity. And and I think we're, we're doing ourselves a disservice. And I think that's where a lot of this sort of lack of fulfillment comes from because the thing that you're allowing to kind of be your defining characteristic, your defining thing, your defining identifier to the world is not necessarily the thing that you have as your your purpose in life, but it's just the thing that you're doing the most of, right? And I think that's where that lack of fulfillment begins to come into play. And I'll break down in the Mijente segment kind of my own personal thing with this, you know, 
because uh, I, I think for me, I've been guilty of allowing what I do for a living to, you know, be my identifier. But also, I think only recently sort of coming to terms with like my purpose and then the things that I do on a daily basis, the role that they play in my life. So we'll talk about that in the Mijente segment. But I also want to touch on when it comes to our community, right? Outside of career wise, our identity as Latinos, as members of our community, right? Like that's what this whole podcast was was created around, was centered around the idea that you don't feel home anywhere, right? And even in your own community, which arguably is more important, that's where you're supposed to feel the most comfortable. Those are the people who um, are supposed to share your same value systems. Those are places, you know, where you're supposed to feel like home amongst your own, right? And oftentimes for us, you know, if you're a listener of this podcast, this is something you probably relate to is you don't feel that sense of community. And then that leads to you questioning a bit of your identity, right? Because you know, you're a Latino, you know, that your parents, you know, come from where they come from. For me, it's Puerto Rico. But you have people questioning, you know, who you are, and then trying to tell you who you are, based upon their own experiences, you know, and and it makes you have that identity crisis to a degree as well. Like, wait, if I'm not Latino, and I'm very much obviously not white, then what the fuck am I, right? And again, the basis of this entire podcast. But I pulled this from an article, and I don't have it off the top of my head who it was by. I'll put it in the show notes. But it was a, a Mexican woman talking about her experience growing up and and having, you know, these struggles with her own identity, right? And it was because she was a quote unquote white passing Latina. And this is something I can relate to. I mean, I know that for some, I'm very obviously Latino, but very much so throughout the course of my life, I've gotten every single ethnicity under the sun, right? And that's led to a bit of like this identity crisis where others are trying to find who I am for me, right? I'm not a quote unquote real Latino, right? And I want to read some of the the blog posts that she had put up, but it says that uh, with the belief Latinos all have darker skin, it is difficult to imagine a person with pale skin or lighter hair to identify as Latino. Phrases like what are you or where are you from are common for anyone white passing to hear. She goes on to say that being passing means passing as a white person, usually without others noticing your ethnic background. Growing up white passing meant peers questioning my identity before and after I would tell them I'm Mexican. She also says, as a youth, this hurt me because it became harder to separate who I really was and who society told me I was. I had trouble fitting in at school among other Latinos because they would try and prove I am white as if I do not know my own family history. Or... I would be told that I do not look Mexican, so therefore I am not. To the Latino students, I was just another white girl in class, and the only place I felt real acceptance among Latinos was my family. And this is something, man, that speaks to me so much. And obviously, there's different ends of the spectrum. You have people who, um, you know, maybe Afro-Latino and might be getting the same exact experience, you know, where they're being told they're black and they're not actually Latino. Uh, whatever it is, we all have our own stories to tell. This one personally resonates with me. But, you know, I think it brings back a lot of memories for me, kind of feeling like, obviously, A, I don't fit in, but also B, I need to make a choice and I need to go where it's going to be easier to be accepted, right? And I think for me growing up, it was, you know, the the white kids in my town made it easier for me to be accepted. Granted, they might make, you know, off color comments or point out that I wasn't one of them. But there wasn't this level of trying to prove myself to them that I felt like with the Latinos in my my classes growing up, you know. 
And obviously, you know, there's varying degrees. I mean, I've had different experiences with white people saying the same thing. Oh, you're not really, you know, Puerto Rican because you dress like this, blah, blah, blah. Right. But I think overall, the white kids, for whatever reason, welcomed me more into their circles than the Latinos. And, and again, you know, we talk about this idea of being white passing. Definitely when I was younger, definitely without the beard, that that makes sense. You know, for me, I, I was more so white passing. And I think this created a lot of different dynamics when it came to how I identified myself, because I guess there was probably some resentment towards my own community that shunned me, you know, that made me feel like I wasn't a part of them, you know, and and I think that I probably pushed against being in places that Latinos would traditionally be just because of that, because I never felt like they accepted me or I never felt like I had a fighting chance to, you know, be able to be successful, be it socially or uh, work-wise, if it was a heavily Latino, you know, kind of audience that I was I was speaking to or around. But I think in that creates this sort of emptiness because you feel like you're you're almost turning your back towards a part of yourself, a large part of yourself, you know, and there, there feels like there's something missing. It feels like you have to sort of hide a part of yourself and, and maybe not, you know, consciously, but you sort of have to like be okay with maybe some of the racist jokes that might be made and you have to just write it off like, oh, they're just being funny. You know, you, you sort of are not as in touch with things that are happening in the Latin community because it serves, you no know, no social purpose if you're hanging out around white kids, you know, and and you begin to start losing touch with that part of yourself. And, and it's not intentional necessarily, but. You know, I think all of these things contribute to a lot of the emptiness that I was definitely feeling for for a large part of my life. And and this idea of just truly never feeling like I fit in anywhere, you know, and now having been on that journey and understanding it and, and beginning to understand that I am the only person on God's green earth that can establish who I am and what my identity is has allowed me the comfort to now you know, dive back into my culture and kind of come home, if you will, you know, and the irony is that when I began to proudly embrace myself as unapologetically Latino, even amongst those that would, you know, call me white or or question my authenticity, the irony is that the, my community started to actually embrace me more, right? You know, when I made this podcast, when I started calling myself a gringo, when I have no problem admitting that my Spanish is trash, all of the above, it takes, again, like we've, I've said this a million times, but it takes that fuel away from whatever fire they they were getting ready to dump on me you know and that's brought a bit more comfort in my own skin and at least the kind of like physical identity crisis or identity questions that i had about myself i've been able to tackle it by just accepting who i am head on right and understanding that you know my my identity is not going to be defined by these other kids who have their own limited life experience of what it means to be you know uh, Latino, you know, those kids are, you know, using their own limited life experience to tell me about my own life experience, right? And that's what's so important about identity, first and foremost, as we discuss it, is that it's not for anybody else to dictate for you. It's something you have to define for yourself. I, I think in um in this book called Atomic Habits, he he talks about this idea of like, you know, you define who you are what kind of person you are and i'm gonna throw identity in there i don't know if he uses it specifically but he just for like a lighter example he talks about the idea of being a morning person right and he says how most people just say oh well i'm not a morning person i can't get up early and and the reality is you're telling yourself you're not a morning person nobody is actually a morning person until they begin to tell themselves 
No, I am now a morning person who gets up early and gets shit done early in the morning, right? Like for the majority of my life, I was never a morning person. I was sleeping until noon. I would stay up all hours of the night, right? And it wasn't until I started working morning radio that I had to become a morning person because I had no choice. That didn't mean that it was any easier to get out of bed in the morning, but it did mean that I became a morning person because I had no choice and it became, you know, my identity in that way. It became one of my identifiers, I guess one of my values in that way was that I became somebody who got up early, you know, and would be working early. And even, you know, uh, on, on the weekends, like, you know, for me to sleep until like nine, you know, and man, 10, it's like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I slept in that late, you know. But during the week, you know, I've been going through periods where I get up at like 6 a.m. and I just work on stuff and I'm making myself a morning person. Now, it's been hard to stay consistently with that now that I have don't have to actually be up for a job. But again, I think the point of this is, is like you create your own definition of who you are with your actions, whatever actions you take uh, and whatever things you commit to being true for yourself ends up being your identity, ends up being your identifier, right? So to bring it full circle of what I was talking about, the moment I began to say, no, I'm Puerto Rican and, uh, you know, I'm every bit as Latino as you, regardless of if you look it outwardly, regardless if you dress the way that people expect Latinos to dress, you talk the way that they expect, regardless if you speak fluent Spanish and I don't, I am just as every bit Latino as you are. And when I took that stand, that became my identity, right? And people took notice to it, right? It's, it's rare that somebody will call me a, a fake Latino anymore, you know, or it, I might not even notice it anymore at this point. But it's rare that somebody, you know, questions my authenticity because I've committed myself to knowing this is my identity. This is who I am, regardless of what anybody else has to say about it. I am, in fact, a Latino. And there's no one that can take that away from me. And just like anything else in the human experience, it's like you're able to like, really get to like the bare bones of one part of your of your life and, and almost master it, you know, and, and I, I hesitate to use the word mastery because I think there's ebbs and flows in life. Some days we're, you know, sometimes we're more on top of stuff. Sometimes we need a refresher and that's just human. You know, you're not always going to be on it all the time. But for this example, I feel like I've kind of really gotten comfortable with this idea of who I am when it comes to uh, my ethnicity and being a Latino, right? But again, with the human experience, there are other parts of you that you'll end up losing track of and you'll struggle with and you have to kind of go through that entire process of defining for yourself again. And that's kind of, uh, you know, what led me to today's episode and, and this topic and what we'll get into the next segment. But now it feels like a good time to take a quick break. So we'll do that and then we'll be right back. As an actor, a producer and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And when reflecting on what matters most, I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. Stay Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tudor Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, Stay Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tudor shows wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. All right, we are back. Now, I, I, before we get into the Mijente segment, before I kind of start talking about what I've been discovering about myself, I do want to quickly talk about the idea of authenticity because I think that's what goes hand in hand with this. And I think that's why identity is so incredibly important because it allows us to truly show up authentically. And I'm always talking about that. I think at the core of life as a gringo, it is the idea of being able to feel comfortable in your own skin and live life as your true authentic self. Now, in this same article that I was reading from psychologytoday.com, they, they bring up the idea of authenticity. And they say, quote, a hunger for authenticity guides us in every age and aspect of our life. Authenticity is also a cornerstone of mental health. It's correlated with many aspects of psychological well-being, including vitality, self-esteem, and coping skills. Acting in accordance with one's core self, a trait called self-determination, is ranked by some experts as one of the three basic psychological needs, along with competence and a sense of relatedness. And that's what the goal is, right? Authenticity, to be able to allow that to, to be the thing that you, guides you in this life. And, and we all have that, that hunger that, and that idea of like when we're all looking for our tribe, we're looking for our community, we're looking for a place that we can show up authentically, right? And that's why the idea of identity is, is so important because when you're able to identify who you truly are and really get down to it and really explore it and define it for yourself in like what I call the elevator pitch, that is when you're truly able to begin to experience life authentically. And that's what I mean, you know, about being proud uh, of myself as a Latino, regardless if I don't check all the boxes that some people have, that's me being authentic in that aspect of my life. I'm authentically being a Latino, you know, as myself, the only way that I truly know how. 
And and that's I guess the and that's the kind of the goal is to be able to replicate that for all the other aspects of your life and your career, in your friend circles, in your personal life, every everything, right? And that's kind of what I guess has me in a bit of a funk these last few weeks is I guess I don't feel like I'm truly, you know, I guess walking authentically in certain aspects of my life. You know, maybe I'm not tapping into exactly the thing that I feel like is wholeheartedly my calling, especially when we talked about, you know, when it comes to identity, right? The idea of choosing one's purpose. And I think that it's easy to conflate what you do for a living with your purpose. And that's kind of what I want to get into for me. Hit this saving when I kind of break down exactly what I've been feeling. So we'll, we'll dive into that now. All right, so I want to talk a bit about, I guess, what led me to this greater conversation about identity. And I apologize if I've been all over the place on it. I'm hoping that this is resonating with some people. But, you know, for me, I think I've been struggling with who I am. And this is something that I, I think I began to to do, you know, even when, you know, uh, I was still working actively in radio, right? And I was unhappy there and I was thinking about leaving and moving on to the next project. And for me, one of the fears was, but who am I if I am not this, right? Like my identity, my identifier is I am dramas from this radio show, this radio station, you know, I am a DJ, you know, and without those identities, who am I? Who am I to somebody? Who, who, how would I describe myself to somebody? And I realized that that is, is a really toxic way to, to build your identity because, Careers come and go, you know, those opportunities come and go, job titles come and go. And those things are 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 not who you are, but instead just an aspect of what you do, right? They are a, a role in your identity, but they are not the entire identity. I think for me, it, I've had the realization these, these last few weeks as I've kind of been, you know, uh, meditating on this and journaling with it is that jobs and, and career things, you know, and, and hobbies and all of the above you know, we need to begin to look at them as tools rather than who we are, right? Rather than things that that define who we are. You know, I think for me, I I, I had like this uh, come to Jesus moment where I wrote down and I realized, okay, this is who I am. I'm not a media personality. That's not my identity. Media is a tool that helps me fulfill my life's purpose. But again, look at that. It's a tool. It's not my it's not my life's purpose. It is a tool. And my life's purpose is to be a community advocate, right? To be an advocate for my community, to be a positive, you know, uh, change agent for my community. And also, I believe my purpose is in being an entrepreneur, being able to start businesses and, and utilizing businesses to help others and and to um, you know, provide for my family and 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 all of the above that comes with it. And media is one of the ways that I am able to sort of uh, achieve that life's purpose. You know, um, my my podcast. I very much am viewing it as a as a a business now, and that doesn't take away from the sincerity of it. That doesn't take away from um, it being something that I think is is genuinely created to help people. But again, it's a tool for my life's purpose, which is being a community advocate and being an entrepreneur who, you know, doesn't have to punch a nine to five clock. And even, you know, the idea of entrepreneur could more so just be looked at as a role, right? I don't think it's not necessarily a purpose, but it's just 
you know, maybe a more important role to me. And media, again, is just one of the tools that allows me to to have that role. But I, I think for me, a lot of this thought process comes along because, you know, I would say I'm a media personality and then I would get a great opportunity on a, on a big radio station to like, you know, do radio or to do this radio show or to do this podcast or whatever. And, and I'm not talking about life as a gringo. I, I genuinely enjoy doing this. But I've had other opportunities to do things and they've been fun at the beginning, but they quickly become sort of boring to me or quickly become less interesting to me. And I would be like, damn, I don't get it. Like, this is what I've wanted to do. I've wanted to be a media personality. And I realized I was looking at it through the wrong lens. I was looking at media personality as being like my my guiding light, you know, my my thing in this world that I was meant to do and 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 not looking at it as a tool. And what also happens is when you look at it as your guiding light, as a thing you're meant to do, when something bad happens, when you don't get the gig, when you get fired, you know, when uh, your your show isn't a success, whatever happens with it, that that ends up being so much more devastating because you then question everything because you're like, man, this is supposed to be my life's purpose. This is supposed to be what I was put here on this earth to do. And I'm being told that I'm not good enough to do it. Right. And that's so fucking depressing and like soul crushing. And I've had a few of those instances, you know, over this last year, you know, as I've gone out and explored the opportunities that are out there, as I've put myself out there more and more um, as a as a personality, you know, I've had to become more vulnerable and more open to any criticism that may come my way. And and I think because I was viewing it as like my my end all be all when those no's would come in, man, those no's would fucking crush me. And again, I'm still dealing, I think, with the remnants of some of them right now. And that's why it was so important for me to try and reframe my brain and recognize that, well, listen, at the end of the day, my my life's purpose isn't necessarily being on a media outlet. Again, the thing that got, I got the most out of with any of these platforms, any of these projects was the idea that I could be somebody who advocates for my community was the idea that I could be somebody who communicates with my community and tries to inform them and educate them and help them build better lives and happier lives and give them any knowledge that I've learned and pass it on to the next generation. And media just provides me with a really incredible and and fun tool to do all of that, right? But again, it's just a fucking tool. And I think that's what we all have to kind of discover about a lot of things. Even if you're not in a career that you love, it might be a tool to fund you to have, you know, your life's purpose, right? And I think that's that's kind of how we have to begin to reframe it. And again, I think to me, the biggest point of it all is that a lot of these things feel incredibly painful when they don't work out the way we wanted them to because we're giving them this power over us because we're allowing them to be our identity, right? Like, like for example, you could say, um, you know, I'm this person who is studying this in college right now, and my goal is to have this job, right? And everybody in your family are like, oh, what's uh, you know, what's Frankie doing? Oh, yeah, he's studying to to be a doctor. You know, he's in med school right now. He's going through the whole the whole process. Well, eventually, let you know, I hopefully this doesn't happen to anybody, but what if you're you're going through the whole med school process and you realize, like, yo, I don't actually like this very much. And let's take money out of this the you know situation here, because obviously. It's all expensive and those student loans ain't no joke. But but let's just talk about like the social pressure when that becomes your identity. When 
you might decide like, damn, I'm in med school. I thought it was what I wanted, but I'm not really that into it now that I'm here. I need to move on to something else. But oftentimes what holds us back is we're thinking about fuck, but everybody's going to be so disappointed because my parents have been telling everybody I'm going to be a doctor. You know, uh, my girlfriend is, is told her, pa- her parents that, oh, yeah, my boyfriend's going to be a doctor. And they were so impressed by that. Now, if I don't have that, who am I? What do I have that will be impressive for others? Right. And that's what I mean. We give so many different aspects and so many different things in this life, so much power over us that we begin to lose sight of, of what's actually important and who we truly are. And, and, and as a byproduct, what actually makes us important, right? Like I have a, a, a friend of mine who's, you know, uh, going through a, a rough relationship right now, you know, and part of what scares them about staying in that relationship is having to then face like the judge and jury of their family and having to be like, oh yeah, you know, now I'm a single person at this age, you know, my, my relationship fell apart, my marriage fell apart, you know, and that becomes the identifier. Oh yeah, this person was, that was this married guy that we're all really proud of. And now they, you know, uh, are, are, you know, divorced or single or whatever the case was like, we're putting so much weight on these random identifiers and we're not allowing ourselves to really define who we are, right? Like at the end of the day, if all of this stuff goes away, this media stuff and this and that goes away, like I'm still me, you know, I'm still moving in my my purpose and it might not be as big or as grand, but I'm still interested in in talking to my community and advocating for my community in any way that I possibly can, regardless if I have all the attention on me or not, right? Because that's truly who I am. That's That's my identity, you know, even the entrepreneurial stuff, like that's something that is so ingrained in me and I'm still kind of figuring out is that an identifier is that a role but at the end of the day since I was a kid like I was the dude who's the little kid who set up lemonade stands on his own did garage sales on his own right this stuff is all ingrained in me as as something that I enjoy doing you know the idea of being independent is something that is is incredibly important to me right these are all true aspects of my identity you know they, they align with my values of being able to um, you know, being in control of what I do and who I choose to work with, you know, and and also my identity as a Latino, you know, those are all core things that are truly my identity. And uh, the second that I began to put media personality, person who works for this, person who does this ahead of all of that is when I begin to to truly feel the pressures of life, truly begin to feel unfulfilled, you know, and, and I say that again, I've been journaling and figuring that out. And with that, I realized that like I'm taking a lot of these hits of like these no's or the bad news. And there has been a lot of it recently when it comes to, you know, uh, certain benchmarks I'm trying to achieve in my career and things like that. But I'm making them especially more catastrophic because I'm allowing them to have this power over me because I'm seeing them as my identity rather than just like one of the many tools that I use to, to truly explore my life's purpose, you know. And it's just like you have you have a a grand, you know, toolbox, right? You're not going to get overly upset if you strip your screwdriver and you have to go and just pull another one out of the toolbox, right? Because, you know, you have multiple options, you know, it it served you well for a while, but now it's time to move on from it because it's just a tool. It's not, you know, the the defining thing that allows you to uh, complete your your work that you set out for or not. It's just one of the many tools available to you to get your your task done. And I think that that's kind of how we have to, again, begin to to view many of these aspects in our lives 
And I think once you start stripping away some of that power, it also gives you the clarity of being able to start making decisions truly based upon what would actually make you happy rather than the expectations of others or upholding whatever expectations you you've had bestowed upon you because of your past experiences. So, man, I'm 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 having kind of a, a bit of a train of thought here. So I, I don't know if any of this actually makes sense. Uh, you know, for anybody listening, I'm I'm really just kind of going off the the cuff here, you know. But I just think it's all things to to keep in mind, things for you to journal about if you kind of feel that maybe you're not completely uh, in line with with what you feel like your identity is, or you feel like maybe you've lost a bit of yourself, or you're just not sure of like what exactly that life's purpose is, you know, and and how you should be kind of viewing all these other tools and aspects of of your life uh, in the grand scheme of of that, you know, with, with that life's purpose in mind. Now, before I begin uh, rambling on anymore, let's try and kind of tie it all together in a, a neat little bow in our conclusion stew segment. But first, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there, I'm Honey German and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need, And they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura podcast network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. 
Seven questions, limitless answers. All right, so I know I threw a whole bunch at you, and I'm not going to lie, I kind of had like one of those moments where I just got into a flow state and blacked out and hoping that when I listen back to this episode that it's a cohesive and coherent uh, idea that people are able to, to get something out of. I think that, you know, there there's so much, you know, um, in life that that steers you away from being truly authentic, truly having your identi- identity defined. And then you throw in the fact of like being a Latino and for many of us being Latinos born in this country or growing up in this country and and, you know, having a, a reminder of our difference from others around us, you know, in, in various ways, it really just creates this perfect storm for like, you know, a life not really knowing where the fuck you fit in, not really knowing, you know, uh, what your your true values are or what would actually bring you fulfillment. And also like, man, when you talk about Latinos, our pressures from our families, right, they're always in our business. They're always trying to tell us what we should be doing that. Uh, is in an, an, another way that like you begin to lose your identity because then you end up just kind of living their idea of what a successful life is, you know, an ideal life, all of the above, right? And you begin to start wavering away from the things that you truly feel. So I think, you know, it's all things for, for you to keep in mind. This is like a, an incredibly sort of existential and difficult thing. And it's a very self-aware conversation that you can begin to have with yourself. But I know for me, I would journal about it. I would just kind of go on walks and think about it. And, and begin to think about like what I felt like made the most sense for me as far as like a purpose, you know, and then re reframing how I viewed everything else in my life. You know, uh, my, my job is not my identifier. My job is, again, a tool. So if something bad happens in my job, I can't take it as something devastating because it doesn't change, you know, my who I am at my core. Sure, it might stunt, you know, certain growth I've I've had or take away my ability for the short term to do certain things that I've wanted to do or to explore certain opportunities that I've wanted for myself. But it doesn't change my values. It doesn't change who I am as a as a human being. You know, maybe it changes the way others look at me. But again, that doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of it, because your identity is a very personal relationship that you have with yourself. That's your authenticity. And like that study from psychology today was was saying, a hunger for authenticity guides us in every age and aspect of our lives. And that's why this is such a, a cornerstone of mental health because without understanding who we authentically are, without walking in our authenticity, many of us inevitably become miserable and, and feel completely unfulfilled in our daily lives because we're not living our lives. You know, we're like living the lives of somebody else. We've all kind of heard that saying in different ways. And that's why it's so important to me to really get down and define who you are, your identity. Because then even when opportunities arise or hardships arise, you can look at them through the lens of truly knowing who you are and you can react or not react accordingly, you know, knowing that those outside things don't actually have as much of an effect on you as a human being as we often make them out to be. And I think for me, the last thing I want to touch on and reaffirm is, is how they talk about, you know, the, the way identity, identity is formed. And they say it involves three key tasks, discovering and developing one's potential, choosing one's purpose in life, and finding opportunities to exercise that potential and purpose. And I love that last part, finding opportunities to exercise that potential and purpose, right? And, and to bring it back to what I was talking about for my own discovery, media 
is an opportunity for me to exercise that potential and, and my purpose, right? But it is not my purpose and it is not the thing that defines my potential in this life, right? It's just something that provides the opportunity. It is a tool, but again, not the defining factor. And you should be looking at pretty much you know, any aspect of your life that you do, your school, your job, whatever it is, don't give it more weight and more power over you than is necessary. Again, it is an opportunity to exercise your potential and your purpose, but it's not the end-all be-all. If one of those things ends today, it doesn't mean that you no longer have any opportunities to just to exercise your potential or your purpose. It just means that one opportunity, that one tool no longer works for you. And now you have to discover and utilize another one. And again, I'm reminding you, I'm reminding myself to not allow these things to weigh so heavily on you. Again, to just view them as opportunities and tools that you can easily replace as needed on your path to exploring your true purpose in this life and fulfilling your true potential in this life. Hope that was helpful. Please DM me at DJ Dramos. Let me know if you you resonated with that. And let me know what part resonated the most, because again, I, I sometimes worry some of these things might be a little bit too heady or might be too much of what I've been feeling and might not resonate with people. So I'd love to hear y'all's feedback. If you you know, were getting something out of this message from today's show, I really would appreciate that. And uh, if you can, I've already seen some of the new reviews coming in. I really do appreciate y'all. If you can give us, uh, especially on Apple Podcasts, but anywhere you, you listen to this, if you can like, you can subscribe, you can... Uh, Give us a, a review. It's always greatly appreciated. Apple Podcasts, again, five-star reviews, always appreciated. There's a lot of uh, people who are who are really offended by the idea that I talk about uh, uh, Latinos having a different experience in this life. So I have a lot of Karens leaving me comments right now uh, on Apple Podcasts. So if y'all could get help, uh, you know, let let people know the real deal from our, our community about what the conversation is about, what you're getting out of it. I really would appreciate that. And man, with that said, I'll catch y'all on Thursday for our Thursday Trends episode. Until then, man, stay safe. And uh, I hope you, you journal and think about the things that I'm, I'm saying in this episode and, and fill me in on what you discovered from today's show. I'd definitely love to, love to hear about it. I'll catch y'all Thursday. Be safe. Peace. Life as a Gringo is a production of iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.